The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. Today's woman grew up in a sleepy town in the northeastern USA. Her parents owned a bread and breakfast, and it was here she met new people from all over the world. These new interactions opened up her vision of what was possible for her. She wanted to explore the world and suspected business law was to be her future endeavor. But a trip to Florence, Italy set the real direction for her life. She studied at the University of Florence and used her spare time to explore Europe. She learned to speak Italian, Spanish, and Japanese, and in the midst of it all, she discovered luxury expression. It excited her as she realized the power luxury had to elevate and empower a woman. Today, she uses this knowledge and passion to make women feel unique and authentic. It is in this ability to uplift women and embrace their personal expression that has her on a path to greatness. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Kimberly Pucci. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, Annette. Nice to be here. So blessed to be part of the World's Greatest Women um, podcast. So I'm excited to have you with me today as well, Kimberly. And so let's jump right into our discussion. I want to start our conversation around corporate women. Now, most corporate women are unsure how to use color to express themselves while still maintaining a statement of power and confidence. So tell me how a corporate executive woman can use color to her advantage. So I look at color in a number of different ways, and color has been studied throughout the years. And corporate women traditionally have always worn darker colors for the most part in order to equate themselves and and to be on the same playing field as their um, constituents. Corporate women these days have a little more wiggle room, I think, with color because of the advances that we have made in the world as as powerful women. And I think the best way to do that is obviously to find a signature color that you feel very comfortable with, Hmm. and then to also introduce a pop of color through accessorizing or accessories. And that pop of color really can be very, very personal. It can be something that's been studied for you based on what you do and who you interact with. But I really feel that color comes from the heart. It comes from the gut. And it really it really sets the tone for where women will go and what they will do and how they will present themselves in the corporate world. So I'm going to dig a little deeper on that. So let's say a woman finds that she's very comfortable in black and gray. So what would that woman do to accessorize that? How would that look, for example? So, for example, if a woman is wearing a black pantsuit and she feels very comfortable in that and maybe her repertoire is black and gray and a dark navy, um, whether it is a bag and a cuff, whether it is a, a series of or a suite of bags that I design, which could be worn into the boardroom to basically carry all of her personal belongings as well as her work. Use of color can be very powerful. For example, depending upon the business that she is in, she comes across, you know, black is a a staple in our wardrobe these days. And she could accessorize black with red. Red is the symbol of bravery. And it is a powerful pop of color. It's been a classic color. 
she could accessorize with a red lipstick and a red bag and even go furthermore, I have a new series of accessories that are coming out, a red phone case, so that when she sits down, she is making a statement without actually speaking about the statement that she's intending to make. And that is, I am going to take out my laptop. In fact, you can't see my laptop, but my signature color is orange. My laptop has an orange case that matches all of my bags. And so when you sit down and you take that out, heads are going to turn. People are going to say, why is she wearing red? How does that make her feel? It makes her feel bold. If not, she would be wearing a black suit with a black bag. Um, And not that that's not a bold statement, but it blends. So I think that color is attention getting. It makes a statement. People are inquisitive. It starts a conversation especially if you're walking into, for example, a large meeting with people that you don't know what, you know, wow, that's a beautiful color. It, it really gets conversation going and women really need to be comfortable in their own shoes and in expressing themselves through color. You know, the word that came to mind, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking it's kind of like bold subtleness. Correct. Being bold, but in a subtle way. Right. Very much understated. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I like that. that It is absolutely about being understated. And in the same way that for a very long time, I only wore black, especially if I'm traveling and in business. And then I black clothing because obviously it's very easy to travel with. But I did start introducing blue. It stands out. It doesn't look like his bag or his briefcase or his tote bag or his weekender, it it really looks like hers. One of the other things that I do is I love to really sit down and get to know my client and really talk about what they do, what their thought process is in their business and in their life and how that really can come through and be expressed through accessories. So whether it's putting a bold stripe on a bag, whether it's I'm going to carry a black bag but I'm going to make the interior fuchsia because it's not only a pop-up color, but it's the signature color that represents my company. So maybe not a lot of women would necessarily be interested in carrying a fuchsia bag into a boardroom, but the fact that it has a pop of color because I make her part of that creative process is very, very important. It's not something that's really widely available on the market right now. No, it's almost, I'm thinking it's like a peekaboo boldness, isn't it? <laughs> it? It could be. You know it's there. And that's that's really part of bespoke and custom and having the ability and the choice to really dive deep into the accessory because accessories also, depending upon how you carry a bag, how many you carry, how you're going to wear it. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper in this, but a little bit different direction. So something that we call self-expression, and then there is self-confidence. Right. So, Do you see these two as being interconnected? I do see them being interconnected. I think that traditionally, really up until this concept I have come up with, which is allowing women to create and design luxury goods that really fit their lifestyle, there have been very few um, internationally renowned luxury goods companies that allow you to have choice. And when women, and this is based obviously on my clientele, um, when women have the choice to express themselves through color and accessories, they become more confident. A lot of women that I actually work with 
we work with um, unique stones and unique color that really set them apart from anyone else that they are going to come in contact with. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to move on to the next question. You had told me that you are very secure in who you are. So my question to you, have you always been this way and how does it show up in the way you do business? No, I was not always this way. (laughs) I have always been an aspiring, empowered woman for a very long time. I mean, as a young girl. Mm -hmm. However, I think that when I started to travel and see the world and meet new people and learn how to communicate with people from all over the globe, I think that is really when I started to become more confident. It has really just evolved. I think, you know, knowledge is power and it sounds a little cliche, but it really is true. It's not just what we know from a book. I think it's what we know about life is something that you, um, you can't buy. My experiences, I think, have empowered me to become the person that I am. It, it's really amazing when you get to that point where you have that self-confidence and have the ability to really not worry about what other people think. I mean, don't get me wrong. Inside us, what makes right. us powerful women? And starting to trust yourself. And starting to trust yourself and starting to go with your gut, truly, right? right? A perfect example, I was interviewed before the pandemic in New York during Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that's very interesting about being a luxury goods designer is a lot of luxury goods designers don't dive into fashion. They don't like to mix up, you know, mix themselves, right? Because luxury is luxury and it's, it's really meant to stay. Whereas fashion over the course of time, there are seasons and color changes and so on and so forth. I was interviewed by a man. He really dove into who do I design for? You know, who am I targeting? Although I do also design for men and I, and I really like to keep this very open because I think that it is the time also for men to express themselves through color as well. And I have quite a few men that do that and they're really loving it and embracing this idea that, you know, they can wear a pop of color as well. But what I said to him is my entire business and everything I've ever done is based on what I love. I love color. I love texture. I love my work. I'm very passionate about it. I love my family. I love to spend time with them. And so everything I design really needs to fit into what I love and how I live my life. And if you design to try to appeal to all different markets, then you're kind of all over the place. I think that when you are in business and you're really targeting a specific market, and that happens to be I target myself. First of all, it's very empowering. It's basically, I live what I sell and I live what I design. And I think if you show other people how they can do that as well, it's a very successful business model in in the the game. And that's going to lead us into the next question perfectly. You just stepped right into it beautifully. Your mindset has never been, I can't do that for you. But instead, your mindset has, well, maybe it is possible. How has this way of thinking been key to your success? So that's a great question. And it is absolutely part of my everyday mantra. Um, Yes, 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 yes. And very few times have I not been able to fulfill what I've said yes to. 
And part of that is I always have someone who is looking for something that they can't find anywhere else. When that happens, and it it really kind of brings me back to how I started out in the industry in Florence, Italy in the 90s. I really thought I was on this path to become um, a lawyer and travel the world and, and be the corporate girl. And then I really fell in love with the creative side of business. And I learned that creativity working with fantastic artisans in Florence who never said no. And what I mean is I would have a client who would come in from New York City. We would be working with gold and precious stones. And she would say, well, you know, I saw this in a magazine or I saw this in a museum and I love the finish that the Romans used on gold. So in America, you know, we have a lot of things that are very cookie cutter, very, very much mass produced. We kind of establish in our heads, I have a certain piece of jewelry that my neighbor has and my uh, friend has. And so that means I made it. In Italy, it's really different. It's How does that one piece of jewelry, that one-of-a-kind piece, express who I am? So in regards to your question, if that piece or that item that my client is looking for happens to be polished gold and they want something a little softer, how do we achieve that? Well, we achieve that through craftsmanship. Essentially, that piece of gold, which is bold and a little brash when it's polished, Uh, when a chisel is actually wrapped in shantung silk and it is hand etched into the gold, it actually creates this texture, which looks like silk on gold. And so that enables a woman to wear something in a completely different way. So if she says to me, can you make this softer? I say, yes. And let's find out a way how to make that. Or I have a shoulder issue or my shoulders are bigger or I have a uh, the interior of my car is a certain color and I only buy you know cars with camel color interior and everything I buy is camel can you make this bag or this suite of bags in camel can you add texture to that can you add uh, prints to that and of course the answer is always yes Also, because I'm very knowledgeable about craftsmanship, I also work and I really pride myself on working with other companies that also say, yes, can you do that? Yes, I can. It may take a little bit of time, but all good things are worth waiting for. So I do have a lot of clients who will wait to make sure that I can match an old pair of their favorite vintage you know, Chanel shoes from 40 years ago. And I will match it because if you allow us to play around with color, I have no doubt in my mind that it's always a yes. And I'm going to kind of summarize that beautiful delivery you just gave us, because what I heard in that was that many's mindsets for people is I can't do that. And yours, maybe it's possible. The caution I would have for our listeners is to be careful that you don't get locked in to a concept of idea just because you don't know of course. what is possible on the other side. You do not let yourself get boxed in with an idea. 
but you keep an open playing field until you know the answer. Right. Then if you go down that path and it's not possible, then you've come from a place of saying, I know why it's not possible. Right. As opposed to just saying, I don't want to go down that path because I don't know how it is possible. Right. So, you know, I think that what's very important for the listener to know is that the concept of craftsmanship and the ability to deliver a beautiful product is something that I learned in Italy. And the reason why I bring this up is because the Italians, one, are extremely passionate about what they do. Uh, Two, they're very creative and they're innovative. I mean, for how many years, right? And so they taught me truly how to keep my mind open, how to always find a very interesting solution and how to always work with the best of the best, meaning someone learns a trade and they perfect that trade to the point where they are confident that they can deliver to me. And therefore, I am confident that I can deliver to the customer or the client. A lot of people, um, especially you know, that people who buy modern luxury items on the market these days are almost closed into a box because the way in which luxury has evolved over the years is this. I started out um, hypothetically with a family-run company and my father started the company and my brothers and sisters worked in the company. And then if it's an Italian company or a French company or an American company, then we wanted to create a name because now we want to brand the company. Well, branding, you know, as we all know, is costly and marketing is costly. And from there, a lot of companies did very, very well and and kind of blew up in the world, right? So, I mean, now if you are a global luxury brand, you have stores in New York and Shanghai and Paris and London, and you need to produce the same handbag for New York and Shanghai and Paris and London. And that kind of sits in the store. And we have to create a want and desire for that. And so companies have created a want and desire for, um, hypothetically, four or five colors per season, whereas the way in which the world is going and the business model that I work with based on my experience for over 25 plus years is, let's create a luxury goods line that really caters to a client who we are going to educate and we are going to empower them in knowing what else is available out there. It's not that Italian tanneries only make one color black. There's one color black Napa. There's one color black pebble. There's one color black zebra print. There is so much out there that is not necessarily in a a store on a famous avenue in the world that is available. And when people really are educated and understand that I love that bag, but I really never wear gold hardware. I don't like a gold chain. Is anything else available? Absolutely. Let's take a look at all the chains. Let's take a look at all the style chains. And coming from the jewelry industry, I really took that concept and brought that to luxury goods. Meaning, I would say 85% of my clientele over the last 25 years, many already had existing large diamonds, so to speak, if they were gifted that by their loved ones. They 
wanted to express themselves through color, but did not know that their favorite color periwinkle was actually a real stone. And what tone of that and how does that make you feel? And does it make you smile and give you joy? And then when it does and you wear it, you feel fabulous. I think luxury and what I do, the basis of it is passion and education and knowing that it's available. It's available. You have to have someone that's willing to deliver it. Yeah. And one of the things that I want to make sure that um, everybody's getting from this is you have done a, a great job of reminding us that how we show up really impacts how we feel about ourselves and those patches of color If you're having a down day, throw on a red scarf and you'll be amazed at how it will change your emotional state. And you think, well, how can that be? And it is. It's an interesting phenomena, isn't it? It really is. So I'm going to ask you, Kimberly, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? Because you've done an interesting journey into the luxury good market, which is a, a market that very few women play in. It is a market that very few women play in. I would say, One of the things that is so very important to me as a luxury goods designer is that I really embrace the fact that I can empower women through luxury, which is not a concept that everybody understands, and that not necessarily your self-worth, but how you feel when you enter a room, the impact you have on other people really is something that's very personal. And it's something that you have a choice in. It is something that you are able to be in control of. And I think that that's extremely important. So many of my designs are, I would say, very classic, but wearable and modern and really for today's women, right? Our styles have changed tremendously. We are running around with uh, yoga pants. We're now working on Zoom calls where we're not dressing as much. And and we'll have to see when the pandemic, I think when the pandemic is over, we're all going to get dressed up and be very excited and get our hair done and, you know, and, and just get out there. We can't wait to get out there. But regardless, this is also, if I founded a company before the pandemic, this is even more so important because I think that our daily lives have a true effect on who we are as women and how we present ourselves and what we have going on behind the scenes, right? Right. I mean, what did you do this morning and what do you have going on this afternoon? And how can I, Kimberly Pucci, be even greater? You know, for me, it's, it's a really funny question because I don't necessarily always equate greatness to having a multi-million dollar company, um, which we all aspire to be um, successful. It's really working with one woman at a time and really connecting with her on a personal level through what I design and making her feel special and empowered and intelligent and uh, sophisticated and real. And I'm going to bring it to a close on that because the interesting thing about what you said, it's a good reminder for women that they can do things to make themselves feel special and unique, whatever budget they have, whether they're the wealthy women that you work with, or if they're the average day, you know, gal that's running a small company or going to a corporate job, you can, whatever's within your budget, don't be afraid to accessorize and add that pop of color 
and things and express yourself through whatever that is. Of course. And I think, you know, uh, touching upon the monetary question, one of the things that I think is very interesting about what I do is that when you are part of the creative process, so therefore we, we have models and styles to work from, but we have a gigantic Crayola box of color and texture to build with. It's a very cost-effective way to do business. And therefore, because it's so cost-effective, I can pass on that savings to my clients. Meaning if I don't have 40 stores across the world and marketing at, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, that is is all incorporated eventually into the price of a luxury goods item oh, or yeah. any item that we all buy, right? I pride myself on Italian craftsmanship and I go furthermore to talk about um, Tuscan craftsmanship and how important that is because I do have my hands literally in everything from the tannery to the manufacturing to the accessorizing. And that also means for all of those out there who are worried about sustainability that the product is sustainable because you're building one piece at a time. And that bigger is not necessarily better, is it? Bigger is not necessarily better. Quality, all about quality. It's really, you know, what I do, the craftsmanship and the quality really speak for themselves. And I think that women from all over the world, regardless of their budget, because I create things that are $150 and I, and I, I, you know, the sky's the limit. But I mean, on average, you, right. you know, I have a website, you can go on and check it out. I mean, the prices are are very, very, I would say, uh, you know, if you look at other things on the market, they're, they're a lot less expensive because I'm also making luxury attainable. I think it's very important for women to know that you can save up, you can aspire to have something beautiful, but also something that's going to last because I think it's also very important for all the women out there to know I've worked hard and I have this much money and I want to invest this much money in something that I'm not going to throw away after a season. And in 10 years, I'm still going to love it. And part of what my brand stands for is longevity and heritage. And therefore, I've gone so far as creating in the US a bag spa. So if we need to give your bag a little bit of a spa day or your piece of jewelry, we do that here. If it's something that we all make mistakes and things happen um, and we need to replace the whole front side of a handbag. We send it to Tuscany and we replace that entire portion of the handbag. And uh, for example, I had a woman recently who spilled her favorite red Chanel nail polish on a white bag, kind of a disaster. But when you, when you say, yes, can this be fixed? Of course it can. If I want to fix it as a brand owner, I will fix it. You'll find a way. I'll find yeah. a way. And so our investment is something that we should be, you know, become very comfortable with because right. you have to have confidence in, in the company and the brand. Absolutely. I have been so, had so much fun hearing about Thank color you. and fashion. And it, it's certainly given me some things to think about. Maybe I need to spiff up my own color splashes around in my wardrobe. <laughs> Thank you for taking time to being with us today, Kimberly. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it tremendously. And Kimberly is another example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. 
So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman's story unfolds. 